Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. Today we're going to be talking about the Miraculous Medal. That's right. We're joined by Amy D'Ambra from My Saint, My Hero to explore this great sacramental of the Catholic Church. I think it would be appropriate to start the show with the amazing invocation on this miraculous medal. O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. Amen. Amen. excited about this episode today. Amy, thank you for joining us. Really excited about starting this conversation. Um, the Miraculous Medal is a very powerful sacramental, probably one of the most powerful ones on the planet. And so yeah. as we dive into this, maybe we're going to uncover a lot of uh, a lot of beautiful things about it. Looking through some of your work, Amy, I've got to say it, mysaintmyhero.com, you have sacramentals galore. And today we're talking about the one sacramental that has inspired my life personally through my grandfather passing on when he passed away, his own miraculous medal. I wear a miraculous medal every single day. I've been doing it for many, many years in my spiritual journey. So I'm looking forward to learning more about the miraculous medal and how Our Lady has influenced your journey, Amy, and how you've put together this beautiful company. Thank it's you. Amazing. It's incredible how God has left behind tools that help us to go deeper in our faith. It's not that we're left alone. We are left with amazing graces and ways that when we feel lost, we can hold on to something and remember the truth that is inside of us. And in 1830, our Blessed Mother, the Mother of God herself, revealed to St. Catherine this incredible medal. And what did she say? She said, strike it upon this medal and let everybody wear it so that they will receive the abundant graces. And she says that the rays that come out of the hands on that medal, those rays are to provide love and to provide support to all those that pray and ask. But guess what? Her heart and her arms that go out, those are to wrap around those that forget to ask those that forget to lean into our blessed mother to ask for help. Sometimes we forget to say, Mother Mary, Mother me. Sometimes we go through life and we just want to do it ourselves. But guess what? When we remember to just take a deep breath and say, you know what? God help me. And if a little sacrament that you wear on your wrist or around your neck can remind you to do that, that's wonderful. But guess what else? There's miracles. It's almost as if it's a conduit. It's almost as if like the conduit of graces when you're wearing it, just go whoop, and they help you when you don't even remember to ask. And that's what is incredible about our faith. I am so grateful to be Catholic. I am so thankful to be Catholic. I am so thankful that I'm wrapped in love and given sacramentals to help me when I don't know how. And that's why I love this miraculous Mary medal so much. And we're so thankful that your energy and your enthusiasm is on the show today. It's, it's, it's great. So, you know, guys, I think a good place to start would be, okay, the miraculous medal is a sacramental. Now, that's different than a sacrament. Now, in the Catholic Church, we have the seven sacraments, and those are very specific things. Sacramentals are not the same. Um, now, if you look at the Catechism of the Catholic Church, is, uh, 1667 to 1676, it does a really great job of explaining what sacramentals are, but I think one I th one of those paragraphs that will really help us to frame this conversation is uh, 16, uh, let's say 1670. 
Sacramentals do not confer the grace of the Holy Spirit in the way that the sacraments do. But by the church's prayer, they prepare us to receive grace and dispose us to cooperate with it. That's really important. They are not magic talismans. They're not good luck tokens. They are an outward sign of our predisposition to accept the grace that comes from the Trinity through the intercession of Our Lady. Uh, it continues. For the well-disposed members of the faithful, the liturgy of the sacraments and sacramentals sanctify almost every event of our lives with the divine grace, which flows from the paschal mystery of the passion, death, and resurrection of Christ. From this source, all sacraments and sacramentals draw their power. So again, all the power comes from the paschal mystery. They are not magic talismans. Power is coming through Christ. There is scarcely any proper use of material things which cannot be thus directed towards the sanctification of men and the praise of God. And Amy, I think this really speaks to what my saint, my hero does is that, you know, I, I think you have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of great items. And I don't think all of them are what would be considered classically a sacramental, but in this sense, anything that reminds you and binds you to your promises and also disposes you to receive grace thus becomes in a sense, a sacramental. Amen. Yes. And I, I, I mean, Father will be able to help us even more with the definition of a sacramental, but I know that when I put on the Maracas Mary medal and I pray and I say, I invite you to help me through my day. I invite you, Lord, to help me through my day. And Mother Mary, mother me, help me to love like you loved. The minute that I say that, I'm activating all the senses in me. And that's what we are as humans, right? We have to activate it. We have to say it with our mind, our body, our heart, our soul, and our intention. It's not like you said that we create it. It's not like those self-affirmations. I'm not referring to that. I am referring to a surrender of my personal will as a you know human you could want and strive for all these things. But I surrender that to God's will. The only way that we can hear God's will is when we intentionally ask to hear it. So when I put on my blessing bracelet or I put on my miraculous Mary medal, I know that by our faith, many miracles happen. And I know that miracles happen. I don't just hope for them. I know that they are real. And the minute that I acknowledge the truth that they are real and they exist, I fall into alignment of my holy path to say, God, use me as a miracle for others, or please share with me your miracles in my life. Because that's how we make God's love visible is on this earth. So if we could put on and clothe ourselves with the armor of God, if we could clothe ourselves with pieces that they have given us, I mean, this miraculous Mary medal is not just another medal. It was revealed and it was striked upon exactly as it was revealed. And, and, and that's what I, I love. I love that, Amy, because what you're saying is absolutely related to the catechism of the Catholic Church as it relates to 1668. So rewind two references that Shield just shared. Sacraments, sacramentals are instituted for the sanctification of certain ministries of the church. And, and this institution that Amy's talking about is coming immediately from God. That's something to be said. You know, like we think of military and you encounter somebody along the way and, and you ever hear of like a challenge coin or, or someone shares a coin with you. We've actually shared one of uh, the commanders that that's a big fan of the show. Big shout out to Eric Myers, who gave us a challenge coin that's on our table right now. But, it, you know, that encounter is memorialized by a sense of, of memory like this, this challenge coin or this this particular thing comes as a result of an encounter 
and it's, and it's an exchange. Well, that's between human people. We do that all the time, right? Like we leave little mementos of, of encounters and experiences of, and memory within the history of, of our relationships with one another. But what Amy's saying is something so manifestly more powerful mm. that God is instituting this memorial in a sacramental so that it could assist us in our sanctification, in our call to be holy, in that universal call to holiness. So I, I just love how you're sharing that perspective so clearly. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, go ahead, Brian. It's, yeah, it's amazing how Mary enters into the life of her children. You know, I mean, we talk about this a lot on the talk show uh, with our own experiences with Mary. Um, and you know, hearing your story and how this developed and 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 became a company, uh, it's just really beautiful. And just to think that Jesus would use his mother to create this sacramental. And then you look at the fruit. If anybody's like, you know, thinking about this or not thinking about it, it's billions of these things have been made. The graces abound. <laughs> yeah. We know that, Truth, right? Because yeah, yeah. God tells us to check the fruit, right? And so you're looking at this miraculous metal, I'm reading about it and I'm like, okay, there's a lot of fruit here. I mean, this was made just a few hundred years ago and, and billions of people have this. And you think about the sweetness of Our Lady. She doesn't just push down doors and all that. It's a very humble, very sweet thing. St. Catherine Labore, I got this vision. I'm putting it on a metal for you. It's There is no like, forethought of like billions of people are going to have this i need to get this thing going and get it off the ground no it was a very <laughs> humble and sweet little thing love it that, that god just poured his love out you mm -hmm. know through his mother right down millions if not billions of people to our lady like that story to me is is beautiful because of my own personal experiences with our mother mary you know, Ryan, you said something in there, you know, that you'll know it by the fruit. And, and this is something, you know, that I'm learning more and more all the time. You know, I know that one of the things that I'm, my tendency is um, to mystic. I want to explain everything. I want everything ordered. I want everything in neat little boxes. Um, but it doesn't always work like that. Like, look, this metal, like you said, by the fruits, do I have to understand it? No. Do I see that there's been billions of them made? Yeah that's kind of sometimes beyond categorization and classification. And sometimes, you know, your mind wants to say, I want rational proof. I want an answer. I want to know exactly how, what, where, when, why, who. Dude, it's look around, it's there. And when you kind of have that surrender, that surrender to, hey man, there's no reason 12 Galilean fishermen should take down the Roman empire. There's no reason that a church so knavishly run should still exist 2000 years later. There's no yes. reason that some, you know, poor daughter of charity in France in the 1830s had this thing. And there's billions of none of these things make logical sense. Now, I'm sure you could no. say, well, if you look at the geopolitical, blah, blah, blah. If you get past that, you can really start to see the miraculous nature of things. And, and that's something I'm learning more all the time. And and in the spirit of wonder and awe, Ryan, it's like that's what gives your heart peace and rest before God. 
like right. trusting and surrendering one's will to God the Father. To I don't need to know. Yeah, like that. That's I'm loving it's, everything that I'm hearing you say right now. It's, so it's pretty powerful. comforting not needing to know, right? Yeah. Well, and it's kind of like, it, go ahead. Oh, go I was ahead. just going to say, even what you said, Ryan, when you said even St. Catherine, when she received it, it wasn't like she had an end game. She wasn't saying, right. I'm going to create this so that a million people wear it. She created it because she was embraced by the love of Mary. And our Blessed Mother, in that love, gave her this gift to say, strike this metal, make this metal exactly this way. You don't need to know how or why. I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. And just, I'm going to flood it with love. And by that flooding of love and that humbleness of even the people that made the metals, they were being obedient and just loving in it, loving and being a part of this incredible grace. And then the multitudes occurred and happen out of their complete surrender and also embrace and allowing themselves to be embraced. And it started with that little itty bitty mustard seed. I was thinking (laughs) the same thing. You beat me to it. Sheila, my brother, like, you know, this 19th century, amazing mystic, you know, I want to know more about St. Catherine Labore. Could you share your, your, our our native historian to the show. <laughs> and and thank God you have a quantitative mind and you analyze everything and you have a photographic memory. So what's the what's the history on St. Catherine Labore? Because if God revealed and manifested in an apparition, the Blessed Virgin Mary to St. Catherine Labore, I think it would be really fruitful to learn more about her. That's all a mystery that I didn't prepare. I'm just going to- <laughs> Yeah, right. That's my no, I, prepared, right. I prepared. You just stole Delacrosse's life. <laughs> yeah, Delacrosse appeared to me in a vision and said, I didn't prepare and haven't put on a medal. <laughs> <laughs> and it's him just like, oh. <laughs> I'd wear I'd wear that medal. I would I'm sure a lot of our patrons would let, wear that medal. See, things are happening right now that even now we don't understand. So anyway, <laughs> the miraculous medal, comes to us from a vision of St. Catherine Labore. Catherine Labore was a, a French nun. She was uh, in the Daughters of Charity. Uh, her mother died when she was really young. She had, from that moment on, a very strong devotion to Mary. At her mother's funeral, she picked up a statue of Our Lady and kissed and said, from now on, you will be my mother, which is, I think, really shows her disposition. Uh, she was went, She was sent to live with uh, relatives away from her father because her father couldn't take care of them. And, uh, you know, she grew in holiness and entered into religious life. Um, but even throughout all of her early life, she had, you know, vision. She, uh, she once had a vision. Um, she was very tied to St. Vincent de Paul. Now, St. Vincent de Paul is the apostle of charity. Uh, if you haven't read about St. Vincent de Paul, do look at the uh, St. Vincent de Paul societies all around the country. They do so much great work for the poor they really focus on them. But she had a devotion. And when they're transferring St. Vincent de Paul's relics, she had a, a vision of his heart, right, um, floating above. And her spiritual director said, you know, don't tell anyone about this. Let's keep our visions to ourselves. You know, <laughs> Zoe, which was what everyone called her before, because um, she was born on the Feast of St. Zoe, even though her name was Catherine. But um, in 1830, uh, she was in the Daughters of Charity Chapel, which is on Rue de Bac. And Amy, I, I think you're going to know more about this too, but Rue de Bac is a small little street in France. It, it, I believe from what I read that it comes from the street of the ferry because there's a ferry that used to go across the Seine carrying stones for construction. So it's not like this big rich area, but she's in a chapel or no, I believe she was, she was sleeping and she heard a voice saying, 
you know, my daughter, my daughter, or my child come and talk. And she said she went and had a vision of the child leading her to the chapel. And this child, she later identifies as her guardian angel. But in the chapel was Our Lady. And she put her hands on Our Lady's lap. And she said she had the sweetest two-hour conversation of her entire life. She said it was the sweetest moment of her life. So she just sat there and spoke with Mary. Now, I love how sweetness is the, is the message there. I mean, this is 1830. This is not long after the French Revolution and just the absolute bloodbath that was. This is not long after the Napoleonic Wars. I mean, France was in a hard time. You know, France is the eldest daughter of the church, right? Um, and Francis was going through it right now. So after all this bloodshed, all this violence and strife, Our Lady shows up in sweetness. And it's such perfect timing. It's so beautiful and so gentle that, you know, sure, God could send Michael with a flaming sword and, you know, mow down everyone, or he can send Mary to have a nice little conversation with some in, you know, auspicious nun in the back street of Paris. And that's what he chose to do instead of, uh, you know, divine nuclear war, right? I mean, that's that always shows up in these apparitions is that it's no one important. It's not this fire from heaven, it's something gentle. It's and it's it's really, really amazing. Yeah. I think about really the is. of God. Mm-hmm. So this this apparition took place on the 27th of November, 1830. And you know. What I love, it's it's my mother's birthday. And I, I found out like when I was praying through this and, and thinking about this, you know, like, wow, you know, and, and I, I had the privilege of visiting Rudubach. And when you think of the tie between the inspiration that St. Vincent de Paul had on St. Catherine Labore, they are right next to each other, literally walking distance, not even a block right away from each other. And the chapel where this occurred, this apparition, it's the most unbecoming church that I have ever been to. So talk about the humility of uh, St. Catherine Labore and her testimony of life and her and her religious life. But the church absolutely reflects her humility. When, when she went through this encounter and she was being asked to make this into a medal for people to wear the, the, what she was visually seeing, you know, th- this instituted sacramental from God through our lady, you know, you think about that, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'd be like, you know, shouting from the rooftops, like Bishop, like I had this, this is the thing we need to do. And, you know, Rich Pagano is going to, you know, she remained anonymous. Like she absolutely remained anonymous. She was not asking everyone who's watching this to like, subscribe, and share. She wouldn't have done that. (laughs) But I will. So take a moment and go to catholictalkshow.com. There you'll see every way that you can view or watch our material. We're so proud of our syndication through Catholic TV. I continue to connect with people from all over the country and certainly all over the world. People have really grown the community and their fervor and their enthusiasm for the Catholic faith. And we're so happy that you connect with us week to week at the Catholic Talk Show. We wouldn't be able to go any further with giving a shout out without giving a shout out to our patrons. It's your financial support of the show that helps us to continue to market our materials and reach new people as we build out our Catholic faith online. We are called to be missionary disciples of the digital continent, and we need your help 
And a way that you could do that is giving us a thumbs up, sharing our show on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Catholic Talk Show. And we want to just spread the love of Jesus Christ wherever we go and encourage people, especially today, to pick up sacramentals and share them. And a way that you could do that is connecting with Amy's, my saint, my hero. And what a beautiful way to live out the culture of our faith and continue to grow in sanctity of life. St. Catherine never would have done that, dude. Your cosmicization. No, I know. I know. <laughs> not. Out the window. That's all right. But the, the uh, miraculous Della Cross medal, that might that might get you back in. So, um, so yeah. Can it, be a holog- can it be a hologram, though, where, like, Della Cross is kind of, like, you know, fidgeting and, like, kind of. No, you know what? It's, it's going to be just a, it's going to be an NFT sacramental that shows up on your watch as a gif, and it's just Della Cross going, what? What? <laughs> Spreading the joy of Jesus Christ. Amen. My I brother. know, man. You are you Authentic are and genuine. God broke the mold. <laughs> so again, on November 27th, the eve of the feast of uh, St. Vincent de Paul, this is what St. Catherine's own words about this apparition was. It's a little bit lengthy, but I think it's worth noting these are coming right from the saint. She wrote. On the 27th of November, 1830, while making my meditation in profound silence, I seemed to hear on the right side of the sanctuary something like a rustling of a silk dress. Glancing in that direction, I perceived the Blessed Virgin standing near St. Joseph Pitcher. Her height was medium and her countenance indescribably beautiful. She was dressed in a robe, the color of the dawn, high-necked with plain sleeves. Her head was covered with a white veil, which floated over her shoulders down to her feet. Her feet rested upon a glove, or rather, not a glove, a globe, or rather one half of a globe, for that was all that could be seen. Her hands, which were on a level with her waist, held in an easy manner another globe, a figure of the world. Her eyes were raised to heaven, and her countenance beamed with light as she offered the globe to our Lord. As I was busy contemplating her, the Blessed Virgin fixed her eyes upon me, and a voice said in the depth of my heart, This globe which you see, represents the whole world, especially French, France and each person in particular. There now formed around the Blessed Virgin a frame, rather oval in shape, on which written in letters of gold were, O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. Then a voice said to me, have a medal struck with this model. All who wear it when it is blessed will receive great graces, especially if they wear it around their neck. Those who repeat repeat this prayer with devotion will be in a special manner under the protection of the mother of God. Graces will abundantly bestowed upon those who have confidence. At the same instant, the oval frame seemed to turn around. Then I saw on her back the letter M, surmounted by a cross with a crossbar beneath it. And under the monogram of the name of Mary, the holy hearts of Jesus and his mother, the first surrounded by a crown of thorns and the second transpierced by a sword. I was anxious to know what words must be placed on the reverse side of the medal. And after many prayers, one day in meditation, I seemed to hear a voice which said to me, the M with the cross and the two hearts tell enough. So that was her recounting of that vision that she had. And here's what I love about it. And Amy, I know that you probably will appreciate this in particular is this medal and Amy, you're, you're a jewelry designer. This medal was directly designed by Our Lady. Now, if that's not a reason to wear it, I don't know what is. I mean, you can get something designed by 
Kanye West or Paloma Picasso or whomever, or you can ha- wear something designed by the actual mother of God. I mean, mm. I know what I think makes the most sense to me. Yeah. You know what I love when you read that is that anybody that wears this medal, especially when it's been blessed, will receive abundant graces. And that is huge. The medals at My Saint, My Hero, the Miraculous Mary Medal, the one that I'm wearing right now, is actually created in the Labor, Labore France, as you guys say, at um, for the same chapel that St. Catherine received that vision. And that the manufacturer is the first manufacturer that made the very first Miraculous Mary medal in gold. And they continue to make it. Now, that factory burned down in 1920 and they created it, rebuilt it. And so still to this day, the family is dedicated to continuing the lineage of creating that metal using that first press that was first made. And they continue. And that was, that was rescued from the fire. So it continues to be made and this way, but the incredible, and the incredible thing is it's made in the design that our blessed mother, the God of the mother of God gave to St. Catherine, but how beautiful it is that she said, where, especially when it is blessed. So yes, this medal, you want to wear the Miraculous Mary medal around your neck. And when you receive it, bring it to church. Mm. Ask your priest to bless it or your deacon to bless it. If you're going to give it to a friend, receive it, have it blessed, and then send it. Because that is when it activates fully. That is when you receive it. And if yours is blessed and you're wearing it and you're praying with it and you see somebody that might be struggling or might need something, even if they have fallen away from their faith, this is the miracle that has been reported time and time again. This is one of the most incredible miracles of this medal. Wear it, pray on it, have it blessed, and then give it to someone. Give it to someone and let them wear that. So I was just I was just in D.C. this past week and I was checking in to the hotel and this lady was wearing this very old miraculous medal. And I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, what a beautiful miraculous medal, you know, and I'm going on and on. And and I realized, like, she had no clue what she was wearing, you know, and what a wonderful opportunity to share to share the beauty of what she was wearing. And here I am, a priest just checking into the hotel and you know my collar on everything and and you know for me to recognize that she was just so taken back you know and, and she was touched and she was very proud of what she was wearing that i would even recognize it with so much enthusiasm because beyond just you know beautiful jewelry like wow you're wearing beautiful jewelry you look so you look so nice like this you know wearing like like you were saying before shield you're you're wearing you know a mystically designed piece of jewelry that is sanctified and what Amy's saying by a priest or a deacon and blessed for sacramental use for the sanctification of your life. And what an, I mean, that's just it so radiates. amazing. I agree with you, father. It radiates and people then, I mean, Amen. you noticed it, you're a priest, but other mm-hmm. people will notice it and True. they'll just say, wow, I love your, I was going through the airport the other day and a TSA agent looked at my necklace and said, oh, I love that. And she said, it's kind of catching the light. So sometimes yeah, it does yes. its own miracle things. Like it, <laughs> it like catches the light in an That's interesting great, way. Amy. And people are captivated. And it's yeah. a conversation starter where you can then just share 
you can evangelize in this beautiful, friendly way because they ask, they ask a question. So I love, I love seeing that. You'll see this so often in like professional sports, in the Olympics and European football, soccer, whatever. Um, you'll see like Usain Bolt, he breaks the record for, you know, you know, running or some dash or whatever. And he, and he's got his miraculous medal on. You see so many soccer players, so many professional athletes, so many people use this opportunity of them succeeding in something in life to then spread that devotion to the miraculous medal. I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen that mm-hmm. now. I think what would be good also is let's let's talk a little bit about the metal itself, the design itself, because again, this is not something created by a Kardashian or a Jenner or something like that. This is created by Mary. So let's break this down, right? Um, and we'll put up an image of it right here. So here you can see what the miraculous metal is, the front side and the tra- traverse side. Um, on the front, you'll see that prayer, oh, Mary conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. Now, this it's an interesting thing that the medal was not originally known as the miraculous medal. It was originally no, originally known as the medal of the um, immaculate, immaculate conception. conception, immaculate conception right? yeah. But so many miracles happened from people that have devotion that it became known as the miraculous medal. Um, Amy, you talked about this earlier. The rays that are emanating from Our Lady's hand represent the graces um, that are shed for the people who ask for those graces. Mary standing on the globe, obviously, with the serpent under her feet, talks about our Lord's um, uh, victory over death and over sin. Um, it also calls to mind the book of Revelations, the lady, the woman clothed in the sun. Um, and at the bottom, it shows 1830, which is the year that the, the medal was made. Now, if you look at the back, you'll see that there's 12 stars. Those represent the apostles. The cross reminds us of Jesus's cross, uh, the redemption. And then Mary, the M, wrapped around the cross. Also, at the foot of the cross, recalls Calvary. But it also says that Mary is both our mother and our mediatrix. Now, mediatrix means she is not the one, just like this medal, providing the graces, but she's the one asking for those graces on our behalf from the superabundance of the graces achieved by Calvary. And then below that, you'll see the two flaming hearts, the one on the left, circled with thorns, which is the sacred heart. And the one on the right, which is the Immaculate Heart, which is pierced by a sword, which calls to mind the seven dolors of Our Lady, the, the, the suffering of Our Lady. So that, that's a quick breakdown of it. But again, like I was saying earlier, it seems like a fairly straightforward Catholic medal. But this one was designed by Mary and billions have been made. Mm-hmm. You can't question results. Like Ryan, like you said, man, it's by that fruit, you'll know them, right? Um, you know, how many times, Ryan, have you and I come up with a great idea and it's like, wow, this is a great idea and it goes nowhere, right? It, that's what that's what happens in life. But something so simple like this has spread all over the world and created devotions amongst people across ages and times that has made a real impact. And to me, that's the kind of proof that science can never give. You can't measure that. You can't measure the influence it's had. Um, on hearts. You can't measure the influences had on inner disposition. And, and that's a, that's again, a real abandonment of will towards something like the miraculous metal. Yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting too. Like the message, um, I mean, you look at it in comparison to other apparitions, um, where in some cases there's a message, right? Um, like in Fatima, you know, there, there's a message, 
Um, Our Lady of Guadalupe, another miraculous uh, image uh, printed by God, literally through this interaction with San Juan Diego. Uh, that is, we, we still haven't really embodied everything that's been being translated through that to the, to the culture that it was uh, reaching. Uh, and again, millions of people converted, we know. Uh, this, this is make a metal. These are the messages in the metal. They're very, uh, they're, they're the root of our faith. But one of the curious things about this um, message was that just, just a few years later, uh, that was the, the, the dogma of the Immaculate Conception. And I believe the Pope mentioned this miraculous medal as, as part of the, the reason why the, the, this was promulgated in the church. So, you know, as you look at all the different apparitions, man, there's hundreds, if not thousands of them. Uh, you know, you look at this one, it's so very distinct. It's so very succinct. Uh, and it came right before the Immaculate Conception was promulgated by the church. You know, not saying that I'm, I know the wisdom of God or nothing, but, you know, you just look at it, it's, it's, it just sparks curiosity in, in relation to the economy of how Mary is used in salvation uh, through her son. Yes. Isn't it amazing how God gives us simple, very succinct tools yeah. every once in a while and just do these, just yeah. wear this, go to confession, come to mass, receive Eucharist, you know, as, as magnificent and deep that they are in your life transformation. They're actually pretty simple. Yeah. You know, wear this medal. This is what it has. There's the 12 stars. There's, I mean, there's such intricacy. And like you said, with our lady of Guadalupe, we have barely, we probably just touched tap the surface of the depth of the miracles that that can unfold in our own being, but just do it. Like, that's like the first part, wear it, receive it, be yeah. it, you know? <laughs> a couple, a couple of things that I want to point out about the miraculous metal that hasn't been touched on yet is, and, and that have, has always been a prominent place in my own spiritual life and, and integration of this metal is Amy was sharing early on in the show, you know, like that, that prayerful intimacy of preparing for your day and placing the miraculous metal on and, and what is that, what does that prayerful disposition look like and praying the novena, you know, that's, that's associated. There's so many devotions, but one thing was the rays that were not touching the earth. And how those rays uh, are particularly associated with the graces, because we know Mary as being the fullness, you know, she is full of grace. And those graces are for others. You know, she completely fulfills the plan of God and fulfilling the commandments of love of God and love of neighbor. She fully loves God and she fully loves her neighbor. And those graces that are not touching the earth are ones that where we are not asking for those graces, which I've always found very interesting associated with this apparition and this revelation. So I've always petitioned Our Lady for those particular graces in, in my life. And the other thing is, is, and this is just more of like my own personal uh, piety, but with Mary and on the, on the back of the miraculous medal, you see the M enfolded around the base of the cross. And I have always found in the spiritual life, and, and Amy and I were sharing with Ryan Delacrosse and Sheil um, beforehand, Mary has always been a consolation of peace and comfort. She is the embrace 
when we are carrying the cross and how disorienting is the cross in our life. When we are suffering tremendously, sometimes we feel completely lost. And, and you may be out there right now feeling that way. I'm completely lost. And, and in the midst of my suffering, I don't know what's up, down, left or right. I certainly don't know the ground. Well, the Blessed Virgin Mary is active in the midst of the church and active in the midst of sacramentals, just like the miraculous medal. And she's there to embrace us and draw us to the ground so that we can have a firm foundation to walk on in the spiritual life. And the consolation that a mother can bring in the midst of our suffering, you think of childbearing and how a mother is instinctually and spiritually and like at the very depths of their soul absolutely attuned to the suffering of their child and their ache and their need. And, you know, you hear, you hear a baby try to express themselves. Like I had, I had little Jack, Jack in the back of the vestibule. I know Sheila and Delacross remember this little guy, but he, you know, he's trying, he's saying some words. I'm like, I have no idea, bro, what you're saying right now, Jack, Jack, I'm, I'm willing to give you whatever you need. And then she was able to interpret that. Well, Mary, as a mother, as our mother, St. Catherine, when she lost her biological earthly mother, she turned to Our Lady in her, in her suffering, and Our Lady was ever there to stabilize her on the path. So we want to encourage you out there, you know, you listening in right now, watching our, our content on YouTube right now, we want to encourage you, go to My Saint, My Hero. I know I am going to go there today because my mother's birthday is coming up. And I was actually searching earlier for a miraculous medal. And I'm going to be going on Amy's website and buying something for my mom for her birthday to commemorate this apparition on November 27th. So we want to encourage you, you know, get out and use these sacramentals because yeah. they are amazingly foundational to the Christian life and can be immensely helpful. Yeah. And I'll put a link below. Um, I'll, I'll create a link, catholictalkshow.com forward slash medal, M-E-D-A-L, and that'll go right to her selection of uh, miraculous medals. And again, like you mentioned, your miraculous medals are made from the same place that the first ones yeah. were made. Now, there's billions made of the first batch that was made by the goldsmith, Adrian Vachette. Only 10 exist still in the world. Only 10 original medals. One of them is in the chapel on Rue de Bac. But these medals are, I don't know if you can get more close and authentic to the original design than being made so by awesome. the same family yes. in the same place from the same mold. Yes. That's amazing. So it really I'll is. A, I'll put a link directly to that. Now, real quick, one more thing I want to touch on before we uh, say our goodbyes is that St. Catherine Laboray had this vision in 1830. Her spiritual director told her, be quiet about it. Let it let, let's see what happens. Waited two years before that was um, then approved, and then all this stuff happened. She lived the rest of her life dedicated to charity in the fashion of St. Vincent de Paul. Um, she helped inspire uh, Elizabeth Ann Seton in the United States and all the good works from her. Which For 40 years, she, she served the elderly and people who were dying, you know, right. an ap apostle to the hospice systems of her own time. And then she herself died in a hospice on New Year's Eve, 1876. Okay. A couple years later, they were going to reinter her in the chapel of Rue de Bac. And when they uh, exhumed her, her body was found to be incorrupt, which means her body had not decayed. Uh, that's something incredibly miraculous. Don't believe me. Go to Paris. Go to the chapel. Go look at her to this day. 
150 years later. Go look at it. Tell me what you think. Incorruptible. So after that, her cause for canonization was open. Um, and she was she was canonized by Pope Pius XII, who should be canonized too, according to me. Um, but yeah, St. Catherine Labray, you know, if you haven't really read about her, the things that she's doing, the miraculous medal, the incorruptibility, and all the things, that, I mean, I would say somewhat of an underrated saint. I mean, how many times are people looking at St. Catherine Labray in today's world saying, oh, that's my saint? Not as often as they should. So check her out. If you're ever in Paris, make sure to go to that chapel, see one of those original 10 um, miraculous medals, see her incorrupt body there in gold under, you know, in the gold metal and glass case under the altar. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Now, Amy, tell us a little bit more, if you would, about my saint, my hero, and how, you know, uh, what people can expect to see there uh, beyond just the miraculous medal, which we'll put a link to. Uh, thank you. Yeah, my Saint My Hero is really here to share wearable blessings and to make God's love visible through different sacramentals. So all of our pieces are medals that are made in sacred pilgrimage sites. And so the majority of our medals are made in Laredo. Um, all of our woven pieces are woven in Medjugorje, which is just a pilgrimage site. It's not an approved apparition, but it is a place where heaven touches earth and where my heart was changed and where our Blessed Mother just held on so, so beautifully in that embrace. And so the women there are infusing each piece with love and prayer. Um, our real hope is that, uh, that our wearable blessings are a way that, that the person that buys one can feel that love, but also a tangible kind of gift of a blessing to someone that might be in need. And it, it gives the, you a way to share your faith and your blessing in a, in a gift. And that's what um, my Saint, my hero. So all of our pieces, many of our pieces are being made by communities rising above poverty. Of course, the, the Miraculous Mary medal is made in, uh, in France, in Lourdes, um, by that first factory that made the very first metal. And that factory, like I was saying, it did burn down. They then reconstructed it. That original family and the lineage of family actually ended up selling to another family that is doing it now. And that other family had a call on their heart to keep it going. They know the importance of keeping it going in the lineage. So those medals are made all there. The real thing with my Saint, my hero, when I was in prayer, asking God, God, how can you use me? And when I got this entire, just this call in my heart to start my Saint, my hero, it was really, they said, I felt the angels and saints in heaven say to me really in my heart, you know, make sure that everything is grounded in our faith, that it's made from the ground up with love and prayer, and we will do the rest. And that's our prayer at My Saint, My Hero, that it might be a door open, but that you remember how much God loves you inside, and that you remember to walk through the sacraments of our faith. And I always say I could lead people to the church, but it's where the church, when you walk through those doors, is when real transformation happens. So that's my Saint, my hero. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're pretty humble about my Saint, my hero, but my Saint, my hero is everywhere. I mean, you go into a jewelry shop, you go into a Catholic bookstore. Um, I, I collect coins with my son. They have them there. I mean, they're everywhere. So, I mean, you can see them locally. Go to mysaintmyhero.com. Um, they do all kinds of amazing things for men and for women, for gifts, for children. 
uh, jewelries, wearable blessings. And I love that you, you employ people who are rising above poverty. You're essentially creating jobs for them, which in, is, in, is in of itself a blessing as well. So, I mean, a lot of graces around that, a really great company, great product offering. Go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash metal, M-E-D-A-L right now to check out more. Uh, Amy, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, thank you so much for talking about St. Catherine Labre, the Miraculous Medal, and, um, you know, thank got you. to do it again soon. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank and you And many so much. blessings, many blessings on your, on your staff. And, you know, you're so dedicated to Our Lady, your whole staff, you were sharing before the show, praise the Angelus each and every day. You know, what, what a gift, what a gift yeah. your witness is and a gift your company is. Thank you for sharing the charism of what Our Lady inspired from Medjugorje and then in all of these beautiful apparition sites and the work you're doing, spreading kindness yeah. and, and really extending charity to communities that are most in need. Now, we want to give a big shout out and a thanks to all of our viewers, all of our followers. Again, share the show and to our patrons. Thank you so much for your generosity. If you are considering becoming a patron of the show, go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash Patreon and you'll see every way you could support us. And we've got the coolest gear in the world to send your way. And I think it would be really appropriate to conclude this time together with the conclusion of the novena prayer to the miraculous uh, medal, O Immaculate Virgin Mary, mother of our Lord Jesus and our mother, penetrated with the most lively confidence in your all-powerful and never-failing intercession, manifested so often through the miraculous medal, we, your loving and trustful children, implore you to obtain for us the graces and favors we ask during this novena, if they be beneficial to our immortal souls and the souls for whom we pray. So I'd like to invite you to consider your prayerful intention today. You know, O Mary, how often our souls have been the sanctuaries of your son who hates iniquity. Obtain for us then a deep hatred of sin and that purity of heart which will attach us to God alone so that our every thought, word, and deed may tend to his greater glory. Obtain for us also a spirit of prayer and self-denial, that we may recover by penance what we have lost by sin, and at length attain to that blessed abode where you are the queen of angels and of men. Amen. The Lord be with you, and may Almighty God bless each and every one of you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Mary conceived without sin, Pray for, Pray us, for us who have recourse to thee. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Mm.